Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. Another hectic week in China? A good one for Ehong, which has won approval to use its drones to fight fires. A potentially good week for those of our China-based listeners with itchy feet as the country's biggest airline is working on a COVID-19 travel pass. And most definitely not a good week for a group of people who have been arrested in Hong Kong for allegedly running a money laundering scheme involving crypto. With all the vicissitudes of the world's second largest economy, here is your weekly roundup of the latest news. We start with the latest on COVID-19 vaccines, or to be more specific, mRNA Fosun BioNTech vaccine. Sources say that China is planning to use the vaccine with the brand name Comirnaty as a booster shot for people who have received inactivated virus forms of vaccines. People close to the regulators told Caixin that the booster shot is likely to be offered for free. The Fosun BioNTech vaccine is not yet publicly available in the world's most populous nation. However, last week, Fosun said that the Asian giant's drug regulators had completed an expert panel review of the vaccine, adding that it is now in the administration review stage. Speaking at a shareholders meeting last week, Fosun's chairman also said that the Shanghai Pharmaceutical Company is sticking with its previously announced plan to start domestic trial production by the end of August. On a very different note, several counties and cities across China have started barring unvaccinated adult residents from entering public venues. The news comes as the country accelerates efforts to build herd immunity against COVID-19. Caixin reports that, as of last week Wednesday, at least seven counties and cities in the eastern provinces of Zhejiang, Fujian, and Jiangxi, and two cities in southwestern Sichuan province and northwestern Shanxi province, had ordered residents to get vaccinated as soon as they can, according to notices issued by local authorities. The notices said that, starting late July, residents in most of these regions who have yet to get shots will be banned from accessing so-called key public venues. That includes tourist attractions, nursing homes, 
hospitals, schools, cinemas, and libraries. As a reminder, China had previously set two vaccination goals. One was to vaccinate 40% of its population by the end of June, a target reportedly reached after more than 1.1 billion vaccine doses were administered nationwide as of June 24th. The other target was to inoculate 80% of its population to reach herd immunity. Zhong Nanshan, a leading Chinese epidemiologist, said at a press conference in May that China is expected to hit this goal by the end of the year. Moving on to something which may help international travel to soon return to normal in the pandemic era, COVID-19 vaccine passports. China Southern Airlines will be the first Chinese airlines to test a COVID-19 travel pass launched by the International Air Transport Association, or IATA. The IATA Travel Pass is a mobile app that helps travelers store and share verified certificates for COVID-19 tests or vaccinations. After signing an agreement with the association, China Southern, China's biggest airline, says that the app is now in the testing stage, adding that the digital travel pass will promote the integration of China's international travel health certificates with international standards and prevent the importation of COVID-19 cases. No official launch date has yet been given. While there may be fewer airplanes in the skies these days, the same may perhaps not apply to drones. That's especially after China has given the green light to a variant of Ehong's flagship autonomous passenger drone for firefighting. Having passed a China government-recognized technical verification, this could pave the way for the drone's commercialization as an aerial vehicle capable of fighting fires in high-rise buildings. The verification was conducted by the China National Firefighting Equipment Quality Supervision Testing Center and took 10 months. According to the company, throughout this process, the Ehong 216F completed 52 tests, including flight control, hovering accuracy, high and low altitude flights, electromagnetic compatibility and resistance against radiant heat and smoke. And there's some news which may excite any vegetarian listeners out there. Beyond Meat is investing further in China's plant-based meat market with the launch of an online store on JD.com, one of the country's largest e-commerce platforms. The U.S.-based company in April opened its first foreign factory in the Joshing Economic and Technological Development Zone near Shanghai to produce pork, beef, and poultry alternatives for China-based consumers. The company says that its JD.com store, which is its first e-commerce retail channel in China, will initially sell Beyond Beef, Beyond Burger, and Beyond Pork to consumers in Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, and Shenzhen, with plans to expand nationwide. Moving on to a business exclusive, local fintech giants have got until the end of 2021 to overhaul their financial services operations. Caixin has also learned that Ant Group and 13 other internet platforms are undergoing rectification as part of a government campaign to curtail the powers of fintech companies and will be given a further year to clean up their credit reporting businesses. Senior executives from 13 companies, including TikTok short video platform owner ByteDance and ride-hailing giant DD Global, were summoned by financial regulators in late April and given a raft of orders to address what the Chinese central bank and other financial regulators said were pronounced problems in their financial businesses. 
Regulators stepped up their crackdown on fintech and internet companies late last year to address a litany of concerns about the potential risks they pose to the financial system, anti-competitive behavior, and abuse of market power, as well as the failure to comply with rules on data privacy. And finally, there have been some dramatic developments down in Hong Kong. The financial hub's customs said that they have, for the first time, broken up a suspected money laundering syndicate involving cryptocurrency. The news comes after the city's authorities arrested four men and shut down the group that processed illegal funds in the city amounting to 155 million U.S. dollars. According to a government statement, the arrests were part of an investigation that started at the beginning of the year. The probe found the suspects had opened accounts at various banks in Hong Kong using shell companies and had made transactions through a virtual currency exchange trading platform, which was not identified. Hong Kong Customs have also said that the cryptocurrency involved was the stablecoin Tether. All right, let's turn now to Taishin Global Financial Reporter Tang Ziyi. Welcome back to the show, Ziyi. Hi, Kaiser. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So, Zi, China has launched its first official nationwide emissions trading system, also known just as an ETS.、Uh, so, what do we need to know about this? Yeah. So,、um, the launch of China's national ETS helps achieve the goals President Xi Jinping set in September,、um, bringing the country's carbon emissions to a peak by 2030 and reducing them to net zero by 2060. And、um, ETS is seen as a crucial step in reducing emissions of greenhouse gases responsible for global warming. That's because it can put pressure on companies to reduce their emissions. And、um, many other countries have also launched their own ETS. The European Union launched the EU ETS in. 2005, which is the world's first international ETS. Later, countries including South Korea, New Zealand, and Switzerland, as well as some regions in the U.S., follow suit. Okay, without getting too technical about this, can you explain what an ETS is, how it works, and how it can help China to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions? Yeah. So, under an ETS. Governments set quotas for the amount of greenhouse gases that a company can emit during a certain period. The companies that spill less greenhouse gases into the atmosphere than they are permitted to can sell remaining quotas via the system in the form of carbon credits. While buyers are those who see emissions exceed their allotment and want to avoid paying fines, so an ETS helps companies with low carbon emissions to raise money from the market by selling carbon credits. The whole thing therefore gives them incentives to further reduce emissions. In addition. Its pricing mechanism enables regulators to have more practical expectations about the progress of energy-intensive companies' business transformation. And finally, can you give us an idea of who's actually trading in China's national carbon market? What what companies? So initially, China's national ETS only covers the electricity generation sector. 
A bit over 2,200 electricity companies participated in the trading. They together account for more than 40% of China's energy-related carbon emissions. In addition to electricity, the trading system will eventually be expanded to seven other industries. That's petrochemical, chemical, construction material, steel, non-ferrous metal, papermaking, and aviation. Companies that emit greenhouse gases equivalent to more than 26,000 tons of carbon dioxide a year will be included in the system. And it is also expected that financial institutions will indirectly engage in the carbon markets, as central bank governor Yi Gang in April said that the carbon market should be a financial market in nature, and allow carbon financial derivatives trading. Okay, Zi, and be sure to keep us updated on how this plays out now that、uh, it's been launched. Thank you. See you next time. Yep. See you next time. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Benkata, with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Hear stories from Caixin Global, SubChina, Sixth Tone, and many other China-focused outlets on the new China Stories podcast. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for the daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care.